0: A start on demand. on demand
1: Should police officers in Winnipeg wear body cameras City Councillor Kevin Klein says yes and is making a motion at a committee meeting today for just that A former Manitoban living in the US says school students need passes to go to the bathroom and they have a limited number of said passes per term and the owner of jelly belly has created his own version of willy wonka's golden ticket where you could maybe win a candy factory might be a scam but that doesn't matter it triggered a fun chat today where we asked if you could run any business which one would it be and why i'm brett mcgarry alongside greg mackling and loren mcnab we are mackling mcgarry and mcnab and this is the wednesday september 9th podcast. For the start. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb on a Wednesday morning. And Loren, we begin with some sad news. And this is sad news for many people, Uh, even if they're reluctant to admit it or not, but they will no longer be able to keep up with the Kardashians.
2: Oh, and I can't tell you how disappointed I am that I won't just hear more about their bodily functions and places they shave and, you know, stuff like that. I can honestly tell you, uh, I don't know where along the way I just lost my love of reality TV, but I, I, I never watched that show. And yet... I can tell you way too much about them because of the way that show has put them on on every cover and in the mainstream and in regular news feeds and cycles. It's ridiculous.
0: How did they get famous? Like, What did they ever do to deserve the platform in the first place? I'm trying to comprehend this. I've been trying to figure it out for, I guess, going on 15 years now. I I don't get it. Can
2: well, you Brad- explain it to me? Well, but was their dad not Is Bruce Jenner, who then became Caitlyn Jenner? He was on the OJ trial, I think, or something to do involved with that at one point. And so then they had money and then they had like 17 children. And so that became interesting. And then they merged families. I don't know. There's six of them. And then they're all gorgeous. I don't, I don't, I can't recall why they suddenly
1: got a show. Didn't Kim first gain her notoriety after the sex tape? Yes.
2: There but, was a sex tape, yes.
0: So I think the, I think her dad was Robert Kardashian, and he was a member of right, OJ Simpson's.
2: I've mixed up. Dads.
0: Dream legal team was he David Schwimmer in that show, the, in the Fox show? Uh, did no oh, David Schwimmer play Robert Kardashian? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I that's... I didn't see the entire thing, but I think he was. Um. So that's where that connection is, and then. Bruce Jenner had two kids was it Br- Brody and and one oh. uh, Brody and I think he has twin Hi. boys No <laughs> No but they're, they're both kind of annoying, I think.
1: Uh, there is Brody Jenner, and uh,
0: it was at hi. Co- I can't. The family tree is huge. Yes,
2: okay, so let's. So again. Bruce
0: Jenner, obviously, at one point, one of the yeah. most famous people on the planet, and is an Olympian? Yes, he he right. won the decathlon in Montreal in 1976, and if you win the decathlon at the Olympic you, Olympics, you are typically dubbed the best athlete in the world. So he was on Wheaties boxes, and for my generation, he was the athlete of. Athletes. So he had that fame for a couple of different of generations of people. And then when he got together, what the what's the mom's name? Kardashian?
2: <laughs> too much time has been spent. Already, it, it, already right? So already. Um, but this is
0: this is the question.
2: Okay, so how sorry, did we started. get
0: here? How on earth did we get here that anybody cares? And that is it, Chloe Kardashian that's like a billionaire from her. From her, um, cosmetics line? I don't know which, I think they're all, see, that's the thing. This,
1: this This conversation, I think, sort of encapsulates what we all think of the Kardashians. We all wonder, why are they famous? Who is, like, how does this family tree work? And yet, they are all super rich, and they have milked that name, uh... And so many people like to keep up with the Kardashians, and I, I tried to fight it. I don't watch the show, but no. I tried to hate them. And then I realized, you know what? Why they're doing their thing, and uh, you know they're 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 an attractive family. So I it's I have no problem watching whenever that show is on. Like, oh, the Kardashians are on. I, Ky-
0: Yeah, (laughs) see, it's Chris Jenner and Kylie Jenner and Kendall Jenner. yeah, Chris is the mum,
1: right? Yeah, so we're going to have a chat about this at (laughs) 9.05 because it is one of those guilty pleasures. And, Loren, maybe you lost your love of reality TV around the same time I did. I just found it was overload. I was watching Mm -hmm. too much of it, and I just had to give up. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to clean the slate. I'm going to keep Survivor. I'm going to keep The Amazing Race, and that's it.
2: Well, I became this thing, you know, like those, those shows were, uh, orchestrated reality TV where you, you knew what you're getting into, right? You still know it's a game. And then there's the ones that they put out that are maybe like The Bachelors or whatever where you, you know, it cannot possibly be true or no one's going to find true love this way. Then you find yourself watching it anyway. And then there's the Kardashian areas. And those real housewife people, like the housewives who have, who are also billionaires because of wines they've created or whatever, and you can't figure out why you care at all. And so it became almost sad to watch other people's lives. So <laughs> I, yeah, no, I think I gave up on that a long time ago, but it is fascinating and it's fascinating how much time we've wasted on this kind of stuff or maybe you, it's not wasting to you maybe it's the thing that's like your pure escape right so we'll have that chat after 9
1: yeah because uh, my uh, i dated a girl once who she had a friend who was all over that stuff and i used to mock her for it and then it, it, it sort of dawned on me like well hold on a second i'm you know you might like sports or you might like going to the movies sure. if this is your thing if you want to go to the store and buy in touch magazine or whatever mm-hmm. it's called and read about gossip yep. that's your thing sure one of our colleagues Anya Nazaravich. I think I said her name wrong. Uh, I don't think you did. <laughs> Sounded pretty good to me. She tweeted uh, last night that she uh, is has no problem admitting that she's sad that it's uh, wrapping up. So well,
0: there's a reason it's been on that long because there are millions of people who watch it either openly or secretly. They are the Nickelback of television. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair? Fair? That's fair. I think that's okay. fair.
1: All right. So that's coming up at 9.05. We're going to talk about that as well. Of course, we have to discuss more about back to school. And at 7.35, we're going to speak to a Manitoba native from Oak Bluff. She reminded me of this because I said, well, well, how about we intro you as a former Winnipegger? And she said, actually, it's Oak Bluff. <laughs> oh, okay, hey, okay. Makes a difference. yeah smokes. No, you're right. She's right. And uh, she tweeted yesterday. She now lives in Indianapolis. And she tweeted that she learned that kids need, they get a limited number of passes to
0: leave class to go to the washroom. Pee passes? Yeah. Hmm. I've never heard of that sort of thing. No, I haven't either. I... I- Going back to grade four, it was sort of at your own discretion. If you need to go, get up and go. Yeah, I don't even think you had to put up your hand. McNabb, am I out to lunch on that one?
2: I'm trying. I'm trying to recall what it what it was when I was growing up. I think now, for the most part, as far as I know, it's at your own discretion. You know, you you at least let the teacher know where you're going. I am curious to know what the rules are in different schools because there are, uh, maybe certain kids who might take advantage of that right like disappear for a full 20 minutes oh, on who, a bathroom who, bake who or would
0: do something oh i like think 90 percent of us do.
2: i used to do i, I remember doing it distinctly doing like a slow walk a lap around the corridors looking at the bulletin board and finally someone's like loren are you where you need to be and you're like ah, am i i don't know but i'm not going back to class <laughs>
1: Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, we're going to get an update on the school bus strike in just a moment, but before that, uh, just a refresher, reminder, Greg and I are now in studio, Jeff Forte is in master control, Uh, Greg and I are separated by a sheet of rock glass from unbreakablewindows.com, Loren is working from home, and Loren, as a result, you miss out on some of the random things we say to each other, and Greg just... (laughs) knocked me off my feet when he said i don't know what prompted it but he says if i ever won the lottery i think i would go back to university so,
0: oh so i have to ask why i was watching global news morning and they were showing scenes from the university of manitoba and that's one of my biggest regrets was that i didn't finish university i didn't get a degree and i think i'd like to go back and just not even have to worry about the degree and what i was pursuing but just to go and and go to a higher learning, a whole new strata with with education. So I'd, I'd love to do that. Okay, that's cool. And then the optimism, which, uh, <laughs> you know, this
1: is one of the things that I, have, I admire about you, Greg, because I'm the grumpier one of the three of us by a mile, yeah. uh, and you are far more optimistic than I am. And what did you say about winning the lottery?
0: I said I'm going to win the lottery this year. <laughs> I said it to somebody a couple of weeks ago and I remember we had that guy on a few years ago uh, with the book about how to win the yes. lottery and he said that in his research most people that win the lottery yes. believe that they're going to yeah. win the lottery.
2: I bought a ticket this week for the I I hardly ever buy them and it was I was running into a store to get some stuff for the lunches and my husband said get a Lotto Max and I said no, I don't even know how to do that. Like he's like you ask for it. And so <laughs> So i did get one and by the time i'd gone into the store and come back he and my youngest had an entire plan laid out of how they would share it, who they'd share it with charities the houses a lamborghini for the seven-year-old apparently like all sorts of crazy things sure. and i was like well i'm glad you really believe this and then of course five minutes later i was like where's that ticket and we frantically looked for the ticket in the car because you can find it <laughs> but yes you do need to believe did you find it yeah it's i think it's no, well, actually, I'm not going to tell you because what if someone comes and takes it and it is the winner?
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how deep we believe in this, Brett.
1: <laughs> Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, we want to give you a large two topping pizza for Santa Lucia. And we're going to do that at 9.15 based on your text message responses to this question coming from this conversation. If you could, if you were given the keys to the kingdom for any business of your choice, any business you want, if they if they just said, here you go, you're the boss, which one would it be and why? Greg, why are we talking about this?
0: Well, this is coming from Global News. An eccentric, self-styled candy man is giving away his old candy factory and running a contest involving gold tickets, a la... Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Now, there are some questions about how legitimate this actually is, but the bottom line is the the gag is that this gentleman's giving away a factory that hasn't been running for a while, a Jelly Belly factory. They've got them all over the place The details are simply not important. It's inspiring this whole idea. It's almost like a lottery thing to a certain extent of if I could run any business and they were giving away gold tickets, which one would I want and which business would it be? And uh, I think some of us have some very specific thoughts on that.
1: Well, let's go around the horn here. We've got producer Jeff Forte. Jeff Braun is here. Kelly Moore is here. Kelly, why don't we start with you?
0: Well, I think I would probably like the golden keys to an NHL franchise, just to see if it's as easy to run as all the folks on Twitter think it is. I was counting on you saying something similar to that, Kelly Moore. Any particular franchise? Uh, Well, you know, probably here in Winnipeg, but I I think Mark Chipman would probably be having nightmares (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he thought he was turning the keys over to me to run his franchise. So yeah. uh, maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll just go to the Arizona Coyotes and start from there. And Jeff Forte, how
1: about
3: you? Uh, I think I'd like to own a theme park. Oh, that's and, fun. Well, yeah, because you bring a lot of fun and entertainment to people. You bring happiness. And, uh, just, and
1: you get to ride, the, go on the rides as much as you want.
3: And all the candy. Talking about uh,
1: <laughs>
3: candy factory. Nice.
1: Do, you, uh, do you like the cotton candy? Uh, no.
3: I'm more of a hard candy or soft candy. Uh, okay. okay maybe, maybe just all candy. Is there a
1: particular amusement park?
2: Well, fuck if, if a pick one. You know, I'd have to say Disney.
1: Yeah?
0: For me, it would be Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. Don't they have the most roller coasters of any. Park anywhere in the highest, fastest roller coasters anywhere.
1: They well they they're always vying for the, the tallest or the fastest. Right. They inevitably reclaim it. I think right now they, they, they briefly had the tallest at four hundred and twenty three feet. It oh, was the called word. the top thrill dragster, which is one of those ones that shoots you straight up. And then straight down. Oh, my favorite kind. The ride was over in under 10 seconds. (laughs) And it was a huge thrill. I waited two and a half hours for 10 seconds. (laughs) But it was amazing. And uh, so, yeah, that's a great one, Forte. What about you, Braun? Jeff Braun?
4: You know, I was going to say something like Warner Brothers Studios or Universal Studios so I could get the movies I want to see made. Uh, (laughs) But as I was thinking about that, I cracked open a strawberry-flavored bubbly and realized I'm about to crush... Uh, three cases of it this week, so I better get that company just so I can afford to keep drinking it as much as I have been. This <laughs> stuff is delicious. <laughs> and, uh, Michael Bublé's got me hooked. <laughs> okay. That's,
1: uh, what kind of beverage is that? It's not a tea thing. I think it's it's like Sparkling water.
0: Sparkling water.
4: Sparkling so water. So good.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll have to try it. I've seen the commercials. They're it's clever. a hit. Clever marketing.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. What about you, McNabb?
2: Well, because of my love of chips, I was originally going to say something like, you know, running a chip factory. But I worry I'd get inside and either gain 700 pounds or kind of be upset about how they're made or learn something I didn't want to learn. You know, maybe it's not real salt or not real potatoes. I don't know. I don't want the mystery to, you know, go away. And so I would move away from chips and walk right into a vineyard.
0: Oh,
1: a vineyard Mm -hmm. In, in any particular part of the world.
2: Red
0: <laughs>
1: can
2: you repeat the question Brad? <laughs> a red vineyard a red wine vineyard i mean ideally it's somewhere it'd be like italy and you'd have a whole amazing home or or uh what do they call those? Not a chalet, but, you know, like a great little castle villa? or something, a villa. Thank you. Um, you know, George Clooney, if you wanted to be there, that'd be great. It's up to him. And uh, I think that would just kind of be the way to go. How did George Clooney
0: get into this? I don't know.
2: Doesn't he live in Italy? Doesn't he run <laughs> some think... sort of alcohol company? We'd merge companies. It'd be a success. Yeah. Well,
1: I... I, I if... It seems apropos. It doesn't matter if he's in Italy or not. If you want to live in a vineyard with George Clooney and run a it, run the company, fantasy.
2: It's really more for his wife. I love that. Oh. I love her. She's so smart and intelligent. And I think we'd have great conversations around our table with red wine.
3: Would she get a word in edgewise?
2: <laughs> of course, she's a genius. I would listen to everything she said.
3: Mackling.
0: I think I would. It'd uh, be the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the, their, their fans are used uh. to their owner being involved and making bad decisions, and I could easily carry on that tradition, <laughs> so that wouldn't be a problem. It's the largest venue in the National Football League, which would be really fun, the world's largest TV that goes from 20-yard line to 20-yard line. I think uh, Dallas Cowboys would be my pick, and it would be a ton of fun living in Jerry's world and just kind of move him along to the next thing.
1: your favorite thing about the first day of school, 28% said seeing friends, 17% new school supplies, 9% new outfit, and 45% nothing. I hated school. So that's as you surmise, Greg, that might be the winner. But on Twitter, it was seeing friends that won the day, 37% uh, seeing friends, 26% nothing. I hated school. You can still cast your vote at cjob.com. We'll get a new question up for you. Uh, At some point this morning. Also, coming up at 737, we are going to speak with a former Manitoban, now in the United States. And she's going to tell us about, uh, she says that she learned that kids in her area, she lives in Indiana, apparently they need passes. They get a limited number of passes to go to the, to take a bathroom break which just seems insane to me. They have yep. an X amount of passes per term. So what happens when you run out of passes?
0: Per term? Yeah. That means somebody has sat down and figured this out of, as to what's an appropriate number of times to go to the bathroom over a three-month period. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this one. <laughs> so that's at 737 and the Wheel of Meat in our next segment. But we start this hour. With body cameras. Would body cameras make a difference in how we view policing in this city and the actions our officers take?
0: That's a question that's been debated for years. In fact, back in 2015, Winnipeg's police chief even proposed a pilot project that would have tested camera-worn technology, but but budget cuts forced the service to put an end to that plan and to in fact put it on hold indefinitely and loren as we know cameras never have made it to the front lines here in winnipeg
2: that doesn't mean the conversation of course has stopped and in fact one Councillor says now is the time to put cameras back on the table. More specifically, he's putting forward a motion at a community meeting today that would see, if it goes all the way through, cameras on all Winnipeg Police General Patrol officers in 2021. Kevin Klein is the councillor for Charleswood, Tuxedo, Westwood, and is making that motion at a meeting later today. Good morning, Kevin.
4: Good morning. How are you?
2: I'm well, thank you. Why now? Why this motion now?
4: Well, I think we've waited uh, long enough. It's obvious that. Um the issues of racism and excessive force are continuing to create division in our city. Um, you can hear the mistrust in police. We've seen petitions, we've heard the uh, comments of defund police we have to take a stand as leaders and put uh, a mechanism in place that's non-judgmental and uh, you, no one can deny the fact that body worn cameras are unbiased they will give us the real picture of what happened and that will lead to building trust with community members and police officers
0: There's a big, oh, sorry, Brett, there's a big sticking point here with regard to cost. Uh, Money is always an issue, Kevin. And one of the issues, if I recall correctly, back in 2015 was plain and simply not the technology, but how do you store all this video? And that was really the huge expense that a lot of people don't take into account when when they suggest that this sort of technology be implemented, is storing hours and hours and hours of video.
4: So it's a very good question, and number one is what's our priority? If our priority is to uh, create an accountable police service, and if our, you know, priority is to take care of residents and uh, change the way policing is done, this should be a priority. But pricing is an issue. Dennis O'Connor, he's the chair of the uh, North Bay Police Services Board, um, he had said in an article that uh, Toronto has, uh, he's been working with the Toronto Metro Police, and they were looking at a cost of $80 million for everything, including storage space, computer space, everything. $80 million for 6,000 uniformed officers. But in June, that estimate fell to $10 million for all the officers and all the computers, and we need a fraction of 6,000 officers.
1: So the motion is at the Assiniboia Committee today. If approved, it would then need approval from EPC and then full council. So we're a long ways away from this happening. And then, of course, there is a question on what role the province would play in all this. So does this, would it also need legislative changes?
4: It doesn't require legislative changes in the research that I've done. Calgary's had the cameras in place for some time. Uh, Calgary, uh, the uh, one of the staff sergeants from the Calgary Police has been quoted several times saying that he believes it has actually created, uh, a, 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 created a, a time in the air or, or created situations where officers have defused situations more often and and citizens have acted more um, respectfully knowing that the camera's on. So, again, it's about priorities. We cannot continue to ignore the problem. That's all we're doing. The province doesn't have to be involved, but I would love to uh, talk to the Justice Minister and the Premier, and take funds from the uh, proceeds of crime, which they control, because we've taken in a lot of money from proceeds of crime. Let's put some of that back to these programs. But nobody's talking about it. We stop talking about it because it gets out of the news cycle. not your fault. Just people move on to other things. And that's what politicians want. But we have to keep this top of mind.
2: Kevin, just before we let you go, you mentioned that they're unbiased, but there's so many people that will say, well, that depends on the officer using them, that they need to use the technology properly. One listener right now saying they'd love to see them, but they would like to see cameras that the police officer can't mute. And so there's all sorts of questions that come in to the forefront here with how they get used by officers. That's removing the idea that they are this unbiased thing.
4: Your, your listener had an, a, a, a perfect example. That has now changed in the technology. When the door opens, when they, you know, as soon as there's certain uh, triggers that will start their camera, they're not turning it off comes on, turns off, comes on, turns off. So there will be a a track, because that also limits the amount of storage that you need, but it also takes away that opportunity for an officer to turn it off. Could it go off on its own? Could it turn off because of technology issues? Yes. But from what I'm hearing from others and officers in Calgary, not very often, they just get into a situation, the camera comes on automatically, and away they go.
1: Kevin Klein, Councillor for Charleswood Tuxedo Westwood, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Councillor, thank you for the time as always, sir.
4: Thank you very much for the bathroom problem. I would just get a note from Epstein's mom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Parting shot from Kevin Klein on 680 CJOB. (laughs) Loren, uh, so we were talking about the different kind of food that could go on another wheel once the Wheel of Meat Mm -hmm. contest wraps up, courtesy of DWN's Farms. And Greg says, how about a wheel of fish? And I said, that's a thing. That's a real thing. Have you ever seen the movie? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't expect you to have seen it, Loren. You know what? I'll just play the clip, and then I'll tell you what movie it's from.
3: Today, one of these lucky
5: contestants will win his or her weight in fish right here on Wheel Wheel of Fish.
1: It's a real thing. It's on the movie UHF which came out in the 80s. It was that Weird Al Yankovic movie. Do you oh. remember that?
2: Yeah. I don't think I ever saw it, but I definitely remember it.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, what was the guy? Kramer, what was his actual name? Michael Richards? Michael actual, Richards, yes. Yeah, he played, uh, I think his name was Stanley Spicoli. He played a janitor, and he hosted a game show on this um and where he would unleash the fire hose on these kids. Like, you get to drink from the fire hose. Oh, and, my word. And <laughs> he would turn on the fire hose and blast these kids across the room. It was a stupid movie. But uh, when you said The Wheel of Fish, I thought, hey, that is a real thing. We are, unfortunately, having a difficult time getting a hold of our guest this morning. We are excited to learn about... Oh, hang on a second. She says she's ready. Do we have her, Fortier? I do not have her. We don't have her. Okay. Well, I'm... Yeah. I'm going to step out of the room here and try Dial to figure the digits. this out. Dial
0: the digits. I'm going
1: to figure try to figure this out. All Live right. radio. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, just give me a moment
0: Brett here. McGarry's sliding out here. I was on the Twitter machine. I'm never on Twitter, right, Loren? Just uh, my one hour a day that I allow myself to be on Twitter. And sure? I, <laughs> I read this from Kristen Hancock. Yesterday, I learned that kids are allowed a certain number of bathroom passes for each term in school, to go pee. I'm not making this up. Wild thought. Demonstrate trust by teaching kids to listen to their bodies and manage their time. I don't know. Just spitballing here. And I was flabbergasted to read that. And then when Brett pointed out that it wasn't just per a per day thing, there's actually a limited number of passes per like per sem- semester, per term, yeah. yeah like, come on, who, who who's making up this number? Who's sitting down? Who's the math genius sitting down and figuring out how many times you're allowed to go to the bathroom over a
2: term? Well, the crazier part about that. So she tweeted this out yesterday. This is her experiences. I believe in the Indiana school system, uh, and so she's a former Manitoba now living in Indiana. But then they had she had different people weighing in on the different rules in their school system. And one wrote to say that their sons were in grade five last year and the number of bathroom breaks the teacher allowed was zero. They had to go at recess and lunch only. And that had a lot of people reacting to the idea that there are rules in different school places about this. And at the end of the day, what are we teaching them? If the goal is to get them to put up their hand and ask any question, like, you know, can I go use the phone? Can I go get a drink of water? Can I ask you a question? Or if they're just supposed to sit there quietly, what are we teaching them about just learning to... Uh, have respect for the role in the classroom and rules i mean what what's the end game here if that's the way it's working there greg
1: so kristen hancock is her name she's from oak bluff she now lives in indianapolis she is a workplace culture and employee engagement enthusiast website kristenhancock.com and she joins us now live on 680 cjob kristen good morning to you
5: Good morning. Apparently, one of the things about moving to a new country is I forget my own phone number. So
1: <laughs> we, we were off a digit. So oh, we, one digit. Yeah. Big deal. <laughs> we figured it out. So, Kristen, hey, good to talk to you. So, what's the deal with these P-Passes?
5: Well, I just learned this the other night. We were having dinner, and when I, when I moved down to the States, I inherited an instant family. And so, my two stepkids have gone back to school now since August, and they were chatting about it. And one of them said... Oh yeah, you gotta just watch your watch your passes for for the bathroom. And then we kept talking, and I was like, no no no, time out time out, rewind. What, what? They're like, yeah, well you're allowed a certain number of passes per term to to go to the bathroom. And I was like, someone's making this up. Am I being pumped right now? <laughs> like, are you trying to pull one over me because I'm Canadian here? They said no, it's a, it's a thing. And now, as you were saying before, I've heard from a few other people that this is not completely out of the norm in a lot of schools and a lot of ages. Two kids here, they're in uh, middle school or junior high and high school.
0: Well, you you can apologize to your stepkids because it's probably my fault <laughs> because I, like Loren McNabb, used to take a little bit of advantage of the freedom that we had to go to the washroom whenever you were the we wanted.
5: ruined it for mm, the rest of
0: us. Yes, I think I was because I was never anxious to get back to class. Uh, you know, you had to test all the water fountains uh, on the way there and on all the way back. So what's the response <laughs> been uh, from folks in your circle? Because we are are big time getting responses on our text message machine that uh, in fact, one listener saying if a teacher ever told my child that he's already been instructed, uh, no, if you need to go to the washroom, you go to the washroom.
5: Right. I like that. Uh, I would say most people have been surprised. Um, So I've got this interesting circle now of Canadian and American friends. and, And I think everyone down here was like, well, yeah, that's how it is. Now I'm also one person in the entire country. So, so I, I fear that my words might be taken as gospel for the whole nation and that's not the case, but, um, but yeah, it's it's been, most people have been surprised. I will say um, just that that's even a thing and that it's regulated to that extent. I don't know how it started. I did learn that a local high school here, um, not the one that my stepkids are at, but a different one actually has created in the last year or two, an app to, to, create these passes so that kids can use this app to request a pass to go to the bathroom. So... (laughs) I guess technology is keeping up with it, too.
2: (laughs) I I guess that's one thing, you know, and on one hand, again, we're talking about your experiences in the American school system. And and we've asked our listeners to let them know, let us know what's happening here in Winnipeg or around Manitoba when it comes to schools and the rules there. But a lot of people weighing in on either side saying, no way, that's ridiculous. One listener just now, Kristen, saying, well, no, it's about perseverance and listening to your teachers. So what's your concern with this kind of system? Where do you fit in in terms of why this is a problem?
5: well, I, and I don't under I don't know the background of why this started, so maybe this was a case where kids were testing every water fountain on the way back from the bathroom. I'm not sure. but I, my my personal take is what are we trying to set kids up for in the future? And if we are setting them up to listen to their bodies and learn time management and be respectful of schedules and things like that, it seems to me that it would be more productive to allow them. That trust factor of, of being able to make those choices and say, okay, I need to go to the bathroom right now and I, I will be back in a certain amount of time. To me, that seems more reasonable and more helpful in terms of learning as you grow up to have that self regulation um, than, than disseminating a certain number of passes every term.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I remember, I'm not going to get into the gory details, but I remember in grade one, my teacher would not let me go to the washroom. And, uh, bad things happened and it was tra- right. it was it was a traumatic experience for me and it's one that i unfortunately uh, have never forgotten i have thankfully forgotten the name of the teacher because i would be calling her out right now i
0: would never forget the name of that teacher yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, <laughs> I think <laughs> i think maybe i've suppressed it mm. uh, just out of sheer anger cuz that's my one takeaway from that whole year is she didn't let me go to the bathroom and bad things happened Jeez. so that's what i feel like could happen here like what if you run out of passes For the term and you really got to go. I don't like it like is this just something that's always been the case or is this something that's popped up since the pandemic started?
5: No this is not out of the norm as far as I understood this is not a new thing this year so this this is the way it's always been which also blew my mind.
0: Well it feels like the sick day conversation that we often have why create a blanket system for the handful of people that abuse the freedom Exactly. To go to the washroom, it's treating all kids the same when it's probably just a handful of kids. My hand straight up here that abuse the system, and but the, you know if they would talked <laughs> to me, they would have learned why I abused the system, and then uh, maybe fix it as opposed to ruining it for all the other kids and and them not learning the lessons they're supposed to be learning in school. Kristen,
5: right? This is a this is a, a tiny symptom of a much larger life issue that I think we all experience in different ways. <laughs>
2: Uh, Kristen, before we let you go, you call yourself a Canadian learning how to America. How's that going? It's kind of a loaded question, but how's it going? These Listen, are interesting I times.
5: I don't even know how to answer that question anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I moved down here in November and had a couple of months of, you know, post-move excitement. And then all of a sudden, as we all know, the world started to implode, particularly so in the U.S. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's it, it. I don't think any of us could have, I certainly couldn't have prepared for The additional strain that that the pandemic and the social uprising and all of these things have have caused. I was saying to Brett earlier, oh, maybe you guys need an American correspondent that can make you feel better about living in Canada.
1: (laughs) Well, I remember you had a fondness for potato chips. Is there a particular flavor of potato chips you no longer have access now that you live south of the border?
5: Oh, this is the bane of my existence down here. I can't get Zesty Cheese Doritos and it's killing me. What? They don't have Zesty Cheese Doritos? They do not. There's so many extra things that the U.S. has, like Oreo flavors that we don't have in Canada, but then I can't in get chips? my Pepsi cheese
2: Doritos. <laughs> they have an Oreo flavored chip?
5: No, I'm just saying that or- there's lots of different oh. flavors or of Oreos down here that we don't okay. have in Canada. But no, that would be something. But um, and all dressed, of course. I can't get any old Dutch and I can't get all dressed, which is sad.
1: Oh, that is sad. We are sad for you. It Kristen. It really is. Okay. Send us
0: a list. We'll make a hamper
5: for you. Yeah. Yeah, really. I need I need a Manitoba hamper is what I need.
1: <laughs> Kristen Hancock, she's a Manitoban now living in Indiana. Aren't you a Colts fan, by the way?
5: You know, it's funny. My my yeah, my family was Colts fans and it just was this bizarre serendipitous thing that I ended up moving here. So I have access to all kinds of cold skier if I wanted.
0: (laughs) Have fun with Philip Rivers this year.
5: Hopefully he stays healthy. Thank you.
1: (laughs) KristenHancock.com is the website, at KristenNH on Twitter. She's a workplace culture and employee engagement enthusiast uh, telling us about these P-Passes the kids have. Apparently it's just a normal thing where she lives. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and thank you for texting us at 204-780-6868. Again, we have that Santa Lucia pizza for grabs at 9.15, based on your texts on which company, if you could take over any business, any company, whatever it is, which would it be and why? Text us at 204-780-6868, and we will pick a winner at 9.15, but we're also getting a lot of feedback on some of the other things that we've discussed this morning, Loren, like body cameras.
2: Yeah, so this morning we know a city councillor, Kevin Klein, is going to put forward a motion that would see body cameras if it passes several layers at City Hall. So it's still months away from fruition, but his goal is to try to get body cameras on every single general patrol officer in this city. And we know this is something the chief of police wanted to do about four or five years ago. He had suggested a pilot project, and then, of course, the there were budget cuts, and there was the concern that they'd have to cut some officers. And so when they got down to the big money question they realized they couldn't afford it at the time so there are lots of questions about how we would afford this how long it might take for it to work and again it's just one committee meeting and it needs to work its way through epc and city hall but getting feedback on this idea of whether or not people would like to see body cameras on winnipeg police officers with an actual officer texting in guys writing to say I was an officer for 30 years. Cameras would have been welcomed. Public would not believe what we deal with. Defense lawyers would not want evidence of clients' behavior. So that's interesting, putting out the idea that it might be uh, the criminals <laughs> or at least their lawyers who say, no, 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 this this is not the way we'd want to go. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Well,
0: I want to know what is the cost to our society in Winnipeg specifically now of not having that information when things come out, when we have situations where police officers are firing their weapon, when they're engaged uh, physically with a suspect or otherwise, uh, would we want, not want to have as much information as possible? And if what this officer is saying is true, Brett, I he's insinuating that more often than not, the public would be outraged to know what the police are dealing with versus the other way around when we see it on a national or international scale, like we did with George Floyd, where people are outraged by what the police are doing to citizens.
1: Yeah. I think that's great feedback and it's, I would not want that job so I think that particular text just highlights the kind of stuff that they have to deal with so I we agree. appreciate that uh, feedback and we also just quickly want to mention this text here on the the bathroom break conversation that we had in our previous segment this listener saying the bathroom break thing is Kind of weird, but it makes sense if this applies for high school kids because they get 10 minutes break between each class so they can do their business during that time. And that's a good point, and it ties into what Kristen was saying. You know, if you want to teach the kids on how to self-regulate and time management and all that sort of thing, if you can't get it done between your break. But sometimes emergencies occur, no matter how old you are.
2: And it's not even just uh, washroom emergencies in the sense of having to go to the bathroom. If you're a teen teenage girl uh, who's uh, ha- having her menstrual cycle, it's not something you can hold for, right? So not to get graphic, but that's a huge part of the equation. So that's why you need to give young adults the ability to act like adults and say, I need to excuse myself right now. And you don't need to see a piece of paper telling me why.
1: Mackling McGarry McNabb, hot off the presses. we have just updated the question of the day at cjob.com. It's brought to you by Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first, you'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace at 204-832-6243. And this has to do with the conversation we had with Councillor Kevin Klein just after Global News at 7 o'clock, and it's a simple one today. Should Winnipeg police officers be equipped with body cameras? Yes or no? Cast your vote at cjob.com. We have just put it up. No votes yet. We'll make sure to get that up on all of our social media platforms as well. Twitter, Facebook, and of course Instagram, and we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at 680CGOB. We're one shy! Of 6,900. Nice nice round number.
0: come on now. Get on that.
1: Yeah. So follow us on all of our social media platforms. And we always try to keep you updated in a fun way. Twitter, all the information. Facebook, all the information. Instagram is more of our fun, happy space.
0: You do a great job of that space and letting people know what's coming up on the show. People know when you're on holidays. (laughs) In fact, I've had text messages from my friends. Oh, Brett's away this week, huh? Why don't you learn how to do that Instagram thing? I'm like... (laughs) He's a wizard. I could never learn to do that the way it's, Brett does it.
2: It's the same way when he goes on vacation. He says, just a reminder, guys, when you update the question of the day, this is how you do it on the web. And oh, how I laugh. Oh, Brett. You're I think crazy you, you, you think we're updating question of the day? <laughs> you think either of us are doing that more than once a week? I mean, that's cute. But
1: Who, who ends up doing that?
2: I do it once in a while, but mostly I funnel it to, I usually end up having all these password issues because it gets reset. And so Cameron Poitras steps up for me and I oh, email good. him and say, hey, Cam, what we are you have, doing? We have our people do it when you're not here. <laughs> but it's so great. You always give us a list of things. Just a reminder, guys, when I'm away and I'm like, oh, Brett, that's funny. We're going to hit maybe four out of the 40 things. It's that so do. adorable. Oh, that's great. Look, Thanks, we, guys. We can't even get guests on the line sometimes without fully hanging up. Up them. You want us to Instagram? Come
1: on. <laughs> oh, I needed that. I needed that. Thank you very much. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And I got to say hey to my old school, Red River yes. College, CRECOM Creative Communications. I see that uh, my old, one of my old instructors, Kenton Larson, says we are listening to 680 CJOB and CRECOM ad class this morning and enjoying the dulcet tones of grads Brett McGarry and Justine Routier.
2: Dulcet.
1: I like I that. Like it.
0: That's
2: fantastic.
1: I don't think, no, you guys weren't excluded. He's just saluting no, no. the grads.
2: No, we didn't go <laughs> Brett,
1: there. Brett, oh, don't <laughs> and,
0: worry about that.
2: And I got to be honest, not many people have said that I sound sweet or soothing. So I just don't feel like I would end up in the dulcet category.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: I would say you're both sweet and soothing, especially oh. when you start singing. I That's know you said, I know you bird-like. said, you like <laughs> come on. I'm like listening to McNabb sing with that promo clip that we've been running where you Angelic. sing about the weekend. <laughs> it's time <for> the weekend. <laughs> there it is. I love it. <laughs> Question of the day at cjob.com. Should Winnipeg police officers be equipped with body cameras? 76% say yes. 24% say no. It was 86% on Twitter. We've also thrown that poll up on Instagram. By the way, if you want to follow us on our Instagram story, can't seem to get it on Facebook. So if the Cree commies listening right now can tell me how to do a poll on Facebook because they've made changes in the last several months. Oh, boy. And they, they moved the where I could do a poll on our page. And now that option seems to be gone. Uh, so if you can tell me how to do that. Let me know.
0: Otherwise, I guess no more polls on Facebook. Okay. Well, uh, Brett needs some advice on that. And if you voted no on that, I'd be interested to know why you voted no. 204-780-6868 if you want to shoot us a text on why you said no to body cameras on Winnipeg Police Service members.
1: All right. But now we have to talk about something that is certainly going to be a divisive topic, but just hear us out
5: what did i do to just you've been manipulating all of us and using your daughter to buy you (laughs) yes are you crazy are you
2: crazy yes
3: i talked to kylie and she did not get you that toaster so you fully scammed us
2: (laughs) if that's what it takes for me to get you guys to be nice to me at least
0: i'm smart enough to figure that out you're teaching us bribing (laughs) lying scamming They're life lessons
1: I'm not sure how many people would agree that the Kardashians have taught us any true life lessons, but whether you're a fan of the family or hate them, hate them. There's no question that. Kim, Courtney, Kylie, Chris, Kendall. I don't know. There's so many of them. The, the family tree, they, it's like they, they they just keep they're like gremlins. They just keep multiplying, right? <laughs> don't feed them after midnight, Kanye, the Kardashians. Ye, <laughs> nay, yay. <laughs> they have a huge following, Loren.
2: All Ks, so many Ks, and of course that's due in large part to the reality TV show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. After 15 years, they announced uh, yesterday that that show was actually going to come to an end, but not before. I think almost all of them became household names, and I said, I don't think I've watched beyond like a snippet that might show up you know in a commercial i don't think i've ever watched that show and yet you know far too much about them so they're household names and millionaires i, I think some of them are actually billionaires greg
0: well i don't like to start an interview or a discussion by apologizing but i will apologize to christian selowitz for uh, bringing him on the air to talk about this he's uh, global news online national supervising editor good morning chris
3: morning. I think I lost some brain cells uh, with that clip. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, how about that? I took my headphones off because I didn't want to listen to it, and when we were discussing the Kardashians off the top of the show, purely just organically having a discussion about them, and I think that's the way a lot of their fame comes about, is somebody who knows a little bit about them starts talking about them, and then seven people who know nothing about them but have an opinion about them start talking about them, and then before you know it, they've sold $20 dollars worth of hairspray or whatever products they're they're slinging so just chris how did or why did this show find so
3: much success I think, uh, you know, the entire Kardashian family can thank uh, both Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian for uh, their insane mountains of money that they now have and their insane uh, level of fame. Um, It all started with Keeping Up With The Kardashians. The show really was the beginning of all of it. Um, What they've managed to do, and and Kim really was the prototype for this, with the help of Kris Jenner, her mother, Um, she's been able to, you know, from the show... Uh, which is a starboard of reality TV. Um, she's really managed to branch out into like a million different fields. And that's the thing. It's like, you don't even have to know anything about Kim Kardashian. You can, you know, walk down the street and see a poster of her, or she's, you know, searching online. There's a story about her. You know, she's got a, a phone app. She has a beauty line, fragrance line. She has a clothing lines, um, not to mention millions and millions of followers on social media. And from there, from Kim, Becomes, uh, you know, all the sisters come and cascade out of there. And so someone like Kylie Jenner, for example, her sister, um, is worth almost as much as her, as Kim. Both of them are are technically worth $900 million. Mm. Chew on that for a sec. $900 $900 million.
1: Well, that's impressive. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you think about all of the, the young people who are trying to become social media mavens, the, the word brand gets spat out, I think, more than any other word out there. I'm, I'm working on my brand or that's not my brand. Are the Kardashians responsible for that culture?
3: I think they were definitely the pioneers. Um, they really did set the form for this sort of thing. Um, and this is why when I'm talking to you, I know in the back of my head that this is definitely not the last we're going to see of the Kardashians. Um, not only are, you know, maybe the show will end, but um, think about it. You know, they're still like millions and millions of dollars rich. Uh, they have a ton of companies. Um, we're just never going to see the end. And then keep in mind that each of them, except for uh, Kendall, has kids. So then there's yet another generation following, um, multiple kids. Um, so I'm just telling you that Kris Jenner has created an empire here and, uh, you know, we're going to be 80 and we're still going to be hearing about this. So
2: Yeah, it'll be like a Kardashian kids show. It'll be just more K's coming. It's it's such a visceral reaction to this, Chris. You know, one of our listeners just now texted, no, Kardashians, just stop. They're one of the reasons for dumbing down society. And that's one of the perceptions. People don't even want to admit they may watch the show or know about the family. Is there any argument to be made that anything was learned from them over the years or there were life lessons in the Kardashian clan? You know,
3: I don't know. I think that, you know, it's it's interesting. I saw a, a street interview with just some random person in New York City yesterday. And, you know, they are really sad about it ending. You know, there's, there's a huge fan base of people who love the Kardashians. And while I don't know necessarily that they might have taught something to anyone uh, of particular value, I think that, you know, it's like any, watching any show, you get kind of attached to the people and you, you know, like certain characters, dislikes other ones. And, you know, it's it's not really, I can't say it's valuable necessarily to me, but maybe to someone, you know, who, yeah, sees something in Kim or sees something in, in Kendall or Kylie that motivates them and gets them to move forward. Um, but definitely, uh, you can see a lot of copycats on on Instagram, on Twitter, wherever. Um, they are definitely uh, the groundbreakers for that sort of thing, for sure, for online and social.
0: Chris, is it possible to talk about the Kardashians without tipping your cap or flipping something to uh, Ryan Seacrest?
3: <laughs> no, he really was, uh, you know, he and Chris Jenner together, um, executive produced this, um, you know, I don't want to say exploit her children, but Kim uh, Chris really is a, a sound business mind, that's for sure. And Ryan Seacrest has produced, I believe, since the beginning in 2007. Um, so, no, and, you, and if you read Kim's message yesterday announcing the, the ending of the show, she thanked Ryan Seacrest um, front and center for it. So, he must have 100% had uh, a huge impact on the show and the production, for sure.
1: Before we uh, let you go, Chris, we, you know, Kardashians, that's a reality show. Just want to switch gears to talk about a fictional story that may now come true. We're talking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> and the idea that the founder of Jelly Belly has this contest to maybe hand over his candy factory to a worthy successor. So could we ask you, uh, is there a particular business that you would like to take over if you were handed the keys?
3: Hmm. Interesting. Maybe global news. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh you know, no, I, I actually uh did a double take when I saw this story. So anyway, yeah, the Jelly Belly Founder wants to, you know, give away a factory to somebody. Um, you know, honestly, I would really like a candy factory. I would. That would be awesome. I'd be in on that. I don't know about you guys, but how fun would that be? It would be Play super around fun. in there. Yeah, but it looks like it might be a scam, so I would advise people to uh, yes. maybe take a, take another look. Uh, the website's very sketchy. There's no terms and conditions, um, so that's that's sketchy to me. So maybe check it out, guys, before you uh, give money to anyone.
2: Don't get too excited yet. Yes,
3: exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> Chris Jenselowitz, Global News Online National Supervising Editor, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Chris, thank you for the insight. Much appreciated, sir. Anytime.
0: One of these days.
1: Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, we are almost out of time, so we're going to make this quick. We have our winner for the Santa Lucia large two-topping pizza. If you could run any business, which one would it be? And this listener uh, sent us one that just knocked us all over with how touching it was. And it reads, I didn't realize that this was my dream until it happened. My dad started his business in 1987 when I was 11. It was a lot of work, and I knew as a kid that I never wanted my own company. As I grew up, so did the business. He became very successful and was still working full-time when he passed away last August at the age of 71. I was left with a decision to sell off the company or keep it going. I chose to keep it going. I know I have a piece of my dad with me all the time. It was the best decision I ever made. His legacy will continue. And you, for sharing that story, will Get a Santa Lucia large two-topping pizza. Congratulations. Thank you for sharing that story. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think.